there! This is the Evolution Sermon Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that our message makes your week a bit more awesome. See you in church! So I always tell of this funny story uh, when I brought the youth to Wawa Wet for the first time. <laughs> many, many, many years ago when they were in lower secondary now they are already in army and in tertiary and in uni already. <laughs> so I remember we went to Wawa Wear and back then, right, they had a new slide called Torpedo. How many of you have sat on Torpedo before? <gasps> wow, you guys are super brave. So everybody was so excited, right, to try Torpedo. I remember it was a good five to six stories high. So all of us were so excited, we, you know, we went up the steps, right? But every step I take, right, I will look down and I realize that, oh my goodness, it's so high up. It's so scary. But then for the youth, right, every step they take, they get more and more excited. They're like, oh my gosh, it's so high. It's so cool. It's so exciting. So I remember they all got into the ride one after the other without hesitation. They just like literally jump in with the spectacles and then the person had to tell them, say, hey, you got to take out your spectacles before you go on. So I ended up um, holding on to their spectacles <laughs> and holding on to the railing when I go down. So I didn't take the ride, all right? So, you know, all the youth, they are just so bold and so fun and, you know, just really courageous. But sometimes, you know, as young people, we can feel inexperienced, right? At times, we can feel incompetent and, you know, inadequate in so many ways. Because we are young, we are less than capable at times and we feel, you know, we are not as experienced as the adults, you know, or someone else. For many of us to stand in front of a crowd to do a presentation scares us to death. <laughs> For some of us to introduce ourselves in front of a group of people makes us all jittery, right? But the amazing thing is that when you look into the Bible, God calls us more than a conqueror. Tell the, tell the neighbor, tell them, say, you are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. And especially to all the young people here, you are more than a conqueror. In Romans 8.37 says that, Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. So Romans 8.37 is a wonderful, beautiful verse and encouragement for all of us that we can all be conquerors. So there are two things that I want you to know what does it mean when God calls us more than conquerors. So you are more than a conqueror in your life because you are loved and believed in. You are loved and believed in. So in 8.37, it says that, Yet in all these things, we are more than conqueror through Him who loves us. Through God who loves us. So God loves and God believes in you. He loves and believes in you even before you accomplish or succeed in life. That's very reassuring to know, right? So love is a very powerful thing. It can cause us to overcome the most difficult situation in life. Right? In the message version, it says that none of this phases us because Jesus loves us. So I want to tell a story about Jared. 
<laughs> so I remember Jared when he first came to church. Oh, very cute. So when, if, when he first came to church, um, he was a very, very shy youth. And he was really fearful of public speaking. Standing in front of a crowd of people, leading them in the games, you know, and talking to them. He say that his mind will always blank out and he will feel really cold <laughs> and break out in cold sweat. He really didn't have a lot of confidence uh, in himself when he came as a young person. But God believed in him. There was this one time where he was talking to God on his own and God told him that he has a good future, encouraged him, and challenge him to try things that he has never tried before. And I, I remember he sharing with us that he felt so believed in and so grateful to God that he would choose and use someone like him. Wow, I remember I was really touched when I heard it. And since then, he attempted so many things as a young person. He had led events, he had shared testimony, he was part of the sound crew, sound team, he was part of the theater operations team, the media production, and now um, he's in the service operations team. And he has also discovered what he enjoyed doing um, through all of that. So love is powerful. Love causes you to be truly confident. You know, it is easy to be Confident in things that you are doing well in, right? In things that you are excelling well in. For example, if you are great at sports like basketball, like volleyball, it's easy or floorball. <laughs> it's easy to be confident, right? That when you play in a match to believe that you can do it because you are good at it. If you are great at studies, some of you are great at studies. <laughs> then it's easy for you to be confident when it comes to exams, right? If you are great at gaming, how many of you are great at gaming? What? So humble. <laughs> then you will volunteer yourself, you know, in an arcade game. Like when we, when we switch on our PlayStation, you'll be like, I want to play. Challenge me, right? But your confidence shouldn't lie in just your talents or your abilities because you can never be completely secure about yourself in that way. You only feel good if you do what you are good at. And worse yet, if someone else does it better, say do better at exams, do better at games, do better in your workplace, do better in a project, then you become insecure about yourself all over again. See, God wants your confidence to come from His love for you. Because in this way, no matter what you face or what problems you go through, right, you can face it confidently because you know that no matter what happens, God is with you and He is for you. Now, I don't know about people, right? But God, for sure, yes, He is for you and He is with you. No matter what happens, you are loved, you are accepted and believed in. Then in Romans 8, 38 to 39, it says that, And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky, in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever 
be able to separate us from God's love that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And all of these, you know, these verses is to prove one point is that God loves you very, very much. You can be at the peak of life experiences or in the valley of darkness and troubles and trials and testings. God still loves you. And all the young people, you know, I want you to know that God loves you very, very, very much. And to remember that while you are busy living your life, that you are not what your grades are. That you are not what you own or, or what you don't own, what you have or what you don't have. You are all the love you have received and all the love you have given. I say again, you are all the love that you have received and all the love that you have given. So don't lose sight of who you are. That you are not the greatest on the paper. You are not the job title on your resume. You are not the money that's in your bank account. You know, don't forget God loves you, believes in you. Don't forget His love. And don't get caught up with life and with yourself so much that you lose sight of who you really are. So much so that you forget to give love and to love others. Because you are all the love that you have received and all the love that you give. So if you're great at something, good, awesome, I'm happy for you. Do what you're good at. Do more of what you're great at. But if you're not good at something, you know what? You can still have confidence and still have courage to try. And still be bold and courageous to be secure. And even if someone else is better than you, that you don't have to feel competitive or to feel lousy about yourself. Right? You are a conqueror because you are loved and believed in. That's the first point. Secondly, is you are more than a conqueror in your life because God makes all things work for your good. Tell a friend next to you, tell them say, God makes all things work for your good. Great. So Romans 8.37, again, this verse, it says, Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. So what are all these things, right, that the verse is talking about? It is in verse 35, If we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. So they are all the bad things. <laughs> so there will be both good and bad in life, agree? There will be problems, a ton of problems, troubles. You may be broke or on some days or a lot of days. You are broke with no money in your wallet. Many days you will be alone or even in danger. <laughs> problems are unavoidable, right? But God says you are a conqueror because He can make a bad situation work for your good. For example, maybe for all the young people, you may say, why am I in the same team and same group as this person over here? He or she or they always don't do their work. Always show up late. Always have excuses. 
Why on earth am I in the same team as them? It can be very frustrating, right? If someone is a free uh, loader. <laughs> but you know what? God may place you in that group to grow your character, to develop patience, <laughs> to grow your EQ, how to work with people, and to use the experience to teach you how to lead people. Maybe some of you have this question, why my family isn't like my friend's family? You know, we are not as well to do. Uh, I don't have as, man, uh, as much pocket money. I don't have as many opportunities as that person sitting beside me. <laughs> but you know what? In that kind of situation where your family is not well to do, money is tight, God can turn it for your good. So let me be clear, poverty is not God's will, okay? But God can use that situation to teach you about budgeting, to teach you about planning, about being faithful with little, so that one day you can be trusted with much. So when you face a difficult situation, instead of asking, why is this thing happening to me? I want you to ask, what is it that I can learn from this situation? What is it that I can grow from this situation? What is the good God is working in my life? God can bring good out of even bad situations. So when we think about the word conqueror, right? The image that comes to mind is a picture of a battle ring. There are two fighters in the ring. And the one who fought and the one who is the stronger one the one who wins the game, wins the title as the conqueror, right? And the other person um, lost the game. Okay. <laughs> so when, you, when we think about the word conqueror, we think about someone who wins and overcome. Immediately, we think about people like Neil Armstrong, um, Buzz Alwyn, Michael Collins, the three of them who, against all odds, went to the moon, became the first man, right? We think about people like Malala, who despite being shot in the face by a gunman for you know, promoting education rights for girls in Pakistan, still persisted to believe and fight for it. And she was only 17 years old back then. We think of people like them, like, wow, they did incredible things. And you, and you, you, know, you, you ask me, but Karis, how can God possibly call me more than a conqueror. When I feel like such a loser every single day when I wake up. <laughs> you know, where I struggle, where I fail so many times. How am I a, a conqueror? So I want to change your mindset of a conqueror. You know, sometimes we think a conqueror is someone who always wins. Always succeeds. Always at the top of the game. A conqueror is not someone who always wins. A conqueror is someone who refuses to give up. So in Revelation 2.26, God says, Here's the reward I have for every conqueror, everyone who keeps at it, refusing to give up. Isn't that very encouraging for you and I? That I may fail, I may have to give up some things along the way, I may have to change up my plans and all that. 
I, you know, I may really mess up sometimes, but in God's eyes, I am still a conqueror if I keep going and refuse to give up. So I want to encourage you, encourage all of us to keep going, keep fighting for growth, to keep fighting for your faith, for your character, for goodness in your life. Don't get bitter with life. Don't get jaded and walk away and give up altogether. So recently I was in Paris, right? Visiting this really interesting museum called La Santa Pompadour. Oh my goodness. It's a museum in Paris. And I chanced upon this interesting exhibit by this guy called Christian Botoski. And basically the exhibit, you can't see much because that is the exhibit. It was a dark room with a light bulb in the middle of the room. And this light bulb is connected to a recording of his heartbeat. And the light will go on and off depending on the frequency of the heartbeat. And the entire illumination is meant to blur the lines and blur the boundaries between presence and absence. Too deep? Too abstract? What he meant was... He meant to communicate was, life can be so fleeting. It is here one moment, present, and it is gone and forgotten the very next moment. Absence. So there's this one-liner he wrote next to this exhibit. It says, yes, it is my heart, but that's not important. <laughs> and when I saw that, follow me, I thought, Wow, so true. That as much as we are somebody and we aspire so much in this life to become somebody in life, you know, somebody respectable, somebody maybe famous, somebody admirable, even though we, are, we want to be somebody and we are somebody, right? We are a breathing, living human being. But yet really, we are also a nobody at the same time. So think about it. We are no better than another human being, right? We are no different to some degree. I mean, we look different, but in a lot of ways, we are equally vulnerable. We struggle about the same things in life to varying degrees. We all go through birth, we all go through death one day. We'll go through death one day. We are just a face in the billions and billions of human beings on this earth. We are a tiny little speck in the entire universe put together. So we are a nobody. I am a nobody. If you put it this way, right? Our little, little accomplishments and feel good about ourselves moment cannot even stand against the test of time. It pales in comparison to how big God is and how big this universe is. But yet, it is in this setting that God says to us that I love you and I work all things for your good. That even though I am you know, just one tiny little human being in this whole entire universe. 
Who am I? I am a nobody for God to look at me in this way. So I want to encourage you to, you know, keep going in life, to keep fighting, to keep at something. Don't give up easily because life is short. Because you've got nothing to lose. Because God is with you and for your good. Because you are conqueror if you keep at it and you keep believing. So being more than a conqueror is someone who keeps at something. Being a conqueror is this mindset that God will make all things work for my good. And when you have this mindset, you become a bigger person. You stop complaining about life. You grow through life. You become more secure. You stop having the need to be like every other person you know, in, 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 in your class or next to you. You know, not everyone can be number one in everything. There can only be that many number one, right? Some of you may be good at studies. Some of you may not be. There are things that you excel in. There are things that you don't. Studies is important for all the young people to train your mind. But your worth, your value is not just a grade on the paper. You know what I mean? So some of you may be good at technical things. Really good with your hands. And some of you are not. You don't have to be like everybody else to be good in every single thing. And when you can see it this way and know that God is for you and that He can work all things for your good, then you no longer fear failure because you know that every failure can work around for your good. It can propel you to success. So I want to end off with one last story. Sometimes we feel that we need to be all together and completely perfect to be a winner in life. No, we feel that we cannot lose out to other people because there can only be one winner in the battle ring, right? Remember? We try so hard to become somebody. We feel that we cannot afford to fail or to make mistakes. But when you look back at your own life, you kind of become painfully aware that you are not perfect, that you made a lot of mistakes, and you find it hard to reconcile, you know, these two things. That you want to win, but then I, I have so many flaws and I am no perfect, you know. In Japan, there is an art form called kintsukurai, which means to repair with gold. So when a ceramic pot or a bowl will break, right, the artisan would put the pieces together again using gold or silver lacquer to create something stronger, more beautiful than it was before. The breaking is not something to hide. Every crack is part of the history of the object and it becomes more beautiful precisely because it has been broken. And in the same way, sometimes we, we see our lives as an imperfect pottery. We are chipped in some ways. We are broken in other ways. We all have sinned. We all have failed in one way or the other. Maybe some of you um, have things that you regret. Maybe some of you have fears and hurts that you've experienced in your life. 
Maybe you have wounds and disappointments on the inside. But you know what? Just like Kintukurai, God can make you whole and complete again. He is our master artisan and He knows how to put the pieces back together. And Ephesians 3, 18, 19 says that, And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is, not, it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. See, when you allow God's love to fill the cracks, the emptiness, the holes in your heart, you can rise to be strong again. That we may be imperfect, but God can make us whole and full again. And that's the heart of our God. That's the heart of our master artisan, that you become a conqueror in life, that you become truly confident in life, that you experience the fullness of life, that you are bold, you are courageous, that you walk in your purpose, that you be yourself and not trying to be somebody else. That though all of us, we are humans, we fail, we're not perfect, but God loves us deeply and believes in the best of us. 